Hello, and welcome back to Shockingly Wicked, a true crime podcast where we bring you true crime cases from the headlines to the hometowns. I'm Brianna. I'm Brittany. And we are your hosts for the evening. So we're back. We took a short trip to Dallas, and it was it was a lot. We both ended up driving instead of flying because it was cheaper to drive than it was to fly. <laughs> but that's a lot of driving. It was uh, 17 hours for me there. Yeah, so it was it was just it was a lot. Thirteen, I think. Thir- Thirteen or sixteen. Yeah, so it was pretty bad for you too. But um, you can probably hear from my voice as well that I am sick. You're still sick? Uh, a little bit. I mean, my congestion is gone, but you can kind of hear in my voice like my voice is like my vocal cords or whatever are strained. But I think you're. Exhausted. I will do my best to not let that affect me tonight. I I absolutely am. I got four hours of sleep last night, so. Bruh, take a melatonin. <laughs> <laughs> well, after we, well, it's because I, my sister was here over the weekend because my brother got married he and did. we had to share a room because my aunt is also here and she, she was the one in the guest room. So I'm not used to sharing a bed Kick <laughs> and out. I have a queen. So like both of us are just kind of like, well, she left today, so it's oh, fine. Okay. I have, I have my bed back and now it won't be an issue. So I will be sleeping in tomorrow and it'll be great. And I cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have been working. Yeah, working. So what is what is our case for today? So this one's kind of a short one. Um, My bad. (laughs) That's okay. It's a Danish case. So there's not a lot of information. I think they just released an HBO. Was also actually it happened five years ago, which was when I graduated high school. So it's okay. still kind of relatively new. Okay. Well, that is fine because we will probably just give you guys like an update about our you time know, at the trip down to Dallas yeah. towards the end. We'll have the episode, and then if you guys want to stick around and like hear how that went, you are more than welcome. But obviously, don't feel obligated. But just just so you know. And uh, you can look out for it or something or whatever <laughs> it is. I'm tired. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So this is Britt's case. I'm going to hand it off on to her. Um, so Britt, take it away. Okay. So Kim Isabella Frederica Wall was born on March 23rd, 1987. And she was in, she's in Aries. So she's got four names. Yeah. So Isabella and Frederica. I think that's her middle names. Wall is her last name. Um, She was a journalist and a professional freelance writer. In school, Kim was a straight A student who went on to earn a double master's degree at the London School of Economics and Columbia University in North North Carolina, New York City. (laughs) One was in journalism and the other one was in international relations. Those are really good school well i know columbia is a really good school mm-hmm. so like i don't know about damn london. girl the fact you got a double master's oh degree. my god speaking of london the queen died <laughs> uh yeah i think that's <laughs> i would hope that everybody by now is aware of this <laughs> but if not spoiler alert <laughs> the queen died yes um the most awkward part about that was that it was the same day as my my sister-in-law's bridal shower and we were doing it at the English tea room downtown Stop. and she literally like she's got a picture like a framed picture of the queen up on the wall <laughs> and oh no and I was like oh no but they're they're doing something to like m- memorialize the queen um I oh, think later this week but that's nice yeah. okay she's well, anyways the, the the owner is from Britain so oh. anyway, continue. okay well anyways <laughs> back to what I was saying as for grade school, Kim Wall was an honor student and at the top of her class. Um, she wrote things like smuggled beetle records in communist countries, feminism in China, and nuclear waste in the Marshall okay. Islands. Her freelance work appeared in Time Magazine, The New York Times, The Atlantic, The Guardian, and Wired. And it was actually a Wired commission piece that aligned her with Peter Madsen. Ooh. At 45 years old, Peter Madsen walked a fine line between genius and a nut job. <laughs> Don't we all? That's what the article said, not me. <laughs> I feel I feel that, um, though. So. Born in 1971, Madsen grew up in a small town of Sabie, which is 100 kilometer west of Copenhagen. 
His parents divorced when he was six, and Madsen went to live with his father, whom he described as authoritarian and violent. Listen, I practiced saying these names um, the best I could before we started recording. Listen, you got authoritarian right, so I, I applaud you. Good job. Thank you. At age 15, he started his first company, Danish Space Academy, and to <laughs> which bought spare parts to build a rocket. That's very specific. <laughs> He, st- <laughs> he studied engineering, but quit the course once he thought he knew enough to build submarines and rockets, which he did. He built a rocket that was actually launched into space, and he built his own submarine. <laughs> I mean, I guess he was confident, but damn. I would be worried like if I was in a spaceship or a submarine built by a guy who never even finished engineering, like his engineering degree. I, I have trust issues. He I couldn't do that. Whatever. <laughs> In 2008, he launched the Nautilus, um, I think it's which n- was the biggest privately made submarine. I think it's Nautilus. I thought it might be. I, okay, it could be Nautilus. I, I wasn't sure if it was Nautilus or Nautilus. I'm, I'm genuinely not sure, but it's spelled N-A-U-T-I-L-U-S for those of you out there listening. So let us know if we pronounced it correctly. It was the biggest privately made submarine whose ownership was later transferred to him after a row with former colleagues. Um, around the same time, he developed his idea for private space travel. And in June 2011, he successfully launched a rocket from a floating platform in the Baltic Sea island of Bornholm. It's pretty impressive, I will admit. He was a bit of a danish celebrity and had no formal post-secondary education and he relied on his self-taught engineering skills he reportedly previously had an open marriage and with some of his ex-girlfriends telling reporters that he was into sadomasochism and erotic asphyxiation well, that's never a good sign like when it's uh, involved an episode in... of SBU. <laughs> it's never a good sign when it's when that gets brought up in a true crime case. We'll just yeah, because I mean, like, if you're into that, that's fine as long yeah. as it's consensual. Exactly, but I mean, I the way that this is going, it's probably not a good. Uh. Thing. <laughs> Um, others have described him as a erratic person who had spats with former colleagues and an interest in violent porn. Hmm. It has been claimed that Madsen texted his ex-wife, who he married in 2011, and whose name has not been disclosed just 20 minutes after Kim Wall's death. Uh, spoiler alert, Kim Wall does die. Well, so I mean. Just that it's in the title, but just in case you don't read the title. <laughs> so apparently there was like two beefing um, rockets. Mm. One Peter built, one somebody else built, but it was called the Copenhagen Orbitals. And... Rocket Madsen's space laboratory rift became a publicized feud, and it caught media attention because of the high-profile space ventures, um, and the two, both of the people intended to, like, launch their thing under the Danish flag, and for, and they both had, like, super-centric personalities, Mm -hmm. um, one person who had been really interested in the feud was, of course, Kim Wall. Wired Magazine is an American-owned emerging new technology monthly publication owned by some guy. (laughs) Condé Nast. Yep, that's him. An editor at Wired was familiar with Peter Madsen and his self-taught submarine expertise and commissioned Kim to write the piece on the ever-growing feud. Initially, Kim actually had a hard time connecting with Peter because he ignored her emails and calls. Mm-hmm. Also, Condé Nast like, is a mass media company, not a person. So, I, well, but it was founded by Condé Montrose Nast, so I guess he is also a person. That's my bad. I'm sorry for correcting you when you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read the full sentence. My bad. That's okay. Kim did an interview with his ex partner, who Peter was beefing with and researched the new Danish aerospace emergence but all the while Madsen remained elusive and she eventually just gave up on contacting him and like moved on with her life because she's like I have other shit to write Mm -hmm. and she'd actually taken on a new assignment in China and had full plans to leave on the morning of August 11th 2017 her boyfriend even planned a large going away party the evening before the afternoon of august 10th around 4 p.m kim finally received a response from peter who finally agreed to do an interview and asked if she could stop by his lab and of course she did and the two talked and he was like hey 
want to come on my submarine for a two-hour exclusive ride, and I will give you all the information you want. And she was like, oh, my God, yeah. That seems suspicious. (laughs) Hey, want to come onto my submarine? That's going to be a new line. (laughs) (laughs) She even dipped out of her party early to meet Peter at 7 p.m. that night. In the final photos of Kim while boarding the submarine, she looked relaxed and even flashed a smile because it was a picture. Mm. But around 1.40 a.m. on August 11th, Kim's boyfriend was like, I haven't heard back. I've been texting her. I've gotten a response. So he finally, like, called the police mm-hmm. and filed her missing or persons report. And they got on it. They were very fast. Yes. Danish says, we are very fast. Good. America says, we will <laughs> wait five to ten business days. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but Danish but, people, they are very fast. Good, good on Denmark. Appreciate that. Denmarkians? Is that what they're called? The Danes. The Danes? The Danes are very fast. Okay. They said, we care about our people. <laughs> and the police immediately started an air and water search when light broke because it was too dark to do it at nighttime, obviously. And at 11 a.m., searchers spotted the submarine surfing near Koj Bukt. Bucht. Yeah, I have no idea, so don't look at me. When they approached the ship, Madsen panicked and the submarine went to the bottom in minutes. Oh. And then shortly after he came up, he swam up and a rescue boat went out to save him. Hmm. He claimed that he had dropped Kim Wall off on shore the previous evening and he kept cruising along until a mechanical problem caused him to surface, at which time a ballast tank failed and flooded the sub's inside, which ironically just happened when the police spotted him. I know. Like, mm. of course, the police found this suspicious and they filed an involuntary manslaughter charge, which, under Danish law, this allowed authorities to keep him in custody while they investigated it. Mm-hmm. So I think they just did it so they he went and ran away because, you know, he was rich. Yeah. A salvage crew raised the sub and searched, but Kim Wall was not inside, um, and they found clear evidence that the sub had intentionally been sunk. Mm-hmm. So they were like, hmm. <laughs> Which... We called your bluff. It was probably to get rid of evidence. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, I... Why else would he have intentionally sunk his submarine, you know? <laughs> Yeah, while searchers combed the shore and divers covered the bottom, police looked further into Peter Madsen's background, and reportedly he belonged to a subculture, an underground fetish scene of BDSM, which is bondage, dominance, sadism, and masochism, which is okay if you do that consensually. Yes. If you're, like, into that, that's fine, but make sure it's consensual. Yeah. Trust us, we're not, like, judging anybody for that. So, like, don't, nah, don't, don't we, send us angry don't, messages. Literally don't care. Like, not everybody. As long as it's consensual, I don't care. Yeah, like, as long as it's consensual. We don't think that everybody who is involved in the in this lifestyle is going to be, like, a violent, abusive, murderer person. So don't, don't take that as what mm-hmm. this is. Mm-mm. On August 21st, 2017, a torso washed up on... Amager, Denmark Beach, and eventually it was identified as Kim Wall's severed torso. She had been stabbed 15 times in the genitals and ribs, and her arms, legs, and head had been cut off. What the fuck? Once confronted with the body evidence, Peter's stories changed again. Shocking. (laughs) This time he claimed Kim was accidentally killed by the hatch cover that fell on her head, and he panicked and chose to get rid of the body, and then he went on to explain that body mutilation was necessary to remove her from the boat as it was impossible for him to drag her lifeless form up the ladder through the coning tower, so he dismembered Kim to make it more efficient. Then why did you lie about it? I if you he has do- his shit together. <laughs> like, that's one thing that I don't think I'll ever understand with these cases is, like, they try to make themselves sound innocent. But then they're like, oh, I I did this thing because I, I had to or whatever. And it's like, okay, then why did you lie about it in the first place? Like, if you didn't do it, you don't have anything to hide. Like, you would want to be upfront because if they catch you in a lie, they're going to, like, you're going to look infinitely more guilty than if you just were upfront about it. Yeah. <laughs> After continual underwater grid searching, Danish divers finally discovered the remaining body parts in November 2017. Uh, the head, arms, and legs were placed in um, weighted trash bags that were filled with metal pipes. Um, and then there was an- another bag that was found, and it contained a knife, saw, and more metal pipes. My guy. 
weighted trash bags and you're going to try and say that it was necessary that you had to do it did you though um this time his story changed again oh my god this time he stated that Kim had accidentally ga- was accidentally gassed by <laughs> diesel engine fumes and died of carbon monoxide poisoning but pathologists differed her lungs found no evidence of CO in them wow my guy this is not looking too good for you Mm-mm. Danish investigators were able to forensically link Kim's death to the submarine and Peter. They used his conflicting statements to turn table, turn the tables, to turn the tables. I'm I'm pulling yeah. Michael Scott here. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> um, oh, how the turntables! <laughs> yes, it's turn yeah, the tables. Yeah, no, literally. Um, when he took the witness stand and showed his inability to testify on his own behalf in first and third party viewpoints. The prosecution built a vivid image of Peter Madsen's mindset. They called witness upon witness who knew Madsen and his unusual, like, history. Um, this included people from his sex life and people from his business world. However, the most damning evidence of all was what was on his computer. That they retrieved his hard drive and it was jam-packed full of smut. Oh, it. Not just regular smut. It was archives of violence against women torture and even snuff films and if you don't want to know what a snuff film is it's a pornographic film of actual murder often the death death occurs in relation to scenes of sexualized torture and the victims are likely to be women especially porn stars that escalated quickly i think they were more popular though in like the 40s and 50s i could be wrong they're they're from what I usually like, I haven't looked a snuff film up, but like from like the research I've done, I mean it's probably a good thing because I imagine the FBI agents who's monitoring you would be very concerned. <laughs> they're already really concerned. I do a true crime podcast. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> the night before Kim's murder, his search engine history contained throat slitting, beheading girl, and execution murders. My it's guy, not funny. my guy, it just didn't really cover it up that well. Really. It was also discovered that Madsen had slept with Kim Wall's body for two hours as he contemplated what his next steps would be. Um, but I don't know if he, like, slept as in, like, have sex or he, like, slept beside her. Yeah. That I'm, wasn't really... I mean, either way, still a little weird. Just a little. Four different women testified that Peter Madsen contacted them during the day of August 10th, 2017, and they all had declined, and oh. Kim was the fifth woman that he had contacted, and she was the only one who accepted, so it was purely like, like, just he didn't ta- he target, didn't target her. her, it was just a, yeah. Yeah, he was looking to just Ooh. kill somebody, reportedly. Um... Whoa. Witness testified seeing Peter enter the submarine the same day with a knife in one hand and a camera in the other. The camera was never found, but it's believed like she was a victim of a snuff film. Like mm-hmm. that was what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but a Danish ju- judge accepted all evidence from the prosecution that proved Peter Madsen had planned and deliberately set out to murder a woman the evening of August 10th. The judge, Annette Burko, described the crime as, quote, cynical and pre planned sexual assault of a particularly brutal nature on a random woman in connection with her journalistic work who had accepted an invite for a sailing trip, end quote. She then said the court believed the prosecution's theory that Madsen had sexually tortured Kim Wall to fulfill a violent sexual fantasy. That and is... that is the story of Kim Wall. It's very short. I apologize. There's really not that a lot out there. That is intense. Like, well, there's gonna be an HBO show, I think, about it. Okay. I don't know if it's come out yet, but that'll uh, be interesting to see. You said HBO. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me like, see. Undercurrent: The Disappearance of Kim Wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is like a documentary. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It looks like it might already be out. Yes, it says available now. Excellent. I will go and watch that and get some more insight into this because i actually hadn't heard about this until you mentioned kim wall i didn't hear about it until on tiktok yeah you you do i spent like forever uh, researching it but then like pretty much all the sources i found kind of pretty much say the same thing Mm -hmm. yeah you you find that a lot with a lot of like the smaller cases is that like they'll tend to just kind of copy and paste what 
the other like what other articles are saying and that is also how you get like a lot of misinformation out there about like certain cases um like even ones that are a little bit bigger because like for example the zach and addy case that we did back in season one i think there was a lot of people who were saying that there was like cannibalism involved with that but like just there wasn't actual like evidence of that but i think one blog said it or something along those lines and then it just kind of got passed around because they they say that um a lie can travel around the world in the time it takes the truth to put its shoes on so it's like lies will travel significantly faster um but also the like truth will. yeah so you always have to be careful when you're doing research on, especially on like smaller cases like this, but. That's why I didn't really include a lot of details because I wasn't, it was very conflicting. I wanted to get the story out there because I think it's an important one mm. um, because I think Kim Wall's story should be told. Yeah. However, there's not a lot out there and I didn't really want to share a lot because I didn't want it to be wrong. Yeah. You don't want to. It still could be wrong. So if it is, please politely tell me. Yeah. it's You don't want to contribute to the misinformation. So I definitely get that. But. I just um, don't have HBO so I can't watch the show. Yeah. I do. So I'll watch it. Um, but again, the name of that is Undercurrent The Disappearance of Kim Wall. So um, check that out. It looks like it's just a two part uh, documentary type thing. And both parts are out, so you can watch them back to back. But yeah, that's that's intense. Because like I I knew that snuff films were a thing, but I guess I didn't. Snuff films? I don't. They're I don't... so gross, but they're such an interesting concept. I think. Yeah, I, like part of me. It's just weird. Yeah, part of me just kind of wonders like, how did that become like a genre? of like repeated videos like i know that there's it's only so many ways you can kill somebody yeah and i guess for me too like well i guess the internet is hard to police of course like we we all know this um internet well at least back then well i mean even even now like there's still a lot of stuff that they're not able to do with the way that the internet is like you can be in a foreign country or something and be encouraging somebody in the United States to like, there's a, some show that I was watching on investigation discovery a while back where this, somebody who was in the UK, I think was um, encouraging people that he was meeting online to commit suicide. Um, I guess he was supposed to be working for like a suicide hotline or something like that, but he was actually encouraging mm-hmm. them to like kill themselves. And so because he didn't live in the country where these people killed themselves, there was a whole like legal discussion of whether or not he could be tried because like he wasn't in the country when it happened, you know? So it's, there's things like that. And I imagine that part of that is also difficult with like snuff films because that sort of stuff like circulates on the black market and like, it's getting a little bit easier to like track people and like the downloading of like child pornography and just like this type of material. I heard but... when you download child pornography, your the FBI like finds your IP address like immediately. Yeah, and I think it's because now they have a way of um, like knowing when somebody downloads it. Like they've kind of, I guess I want I don't want to say like they've infected the link or something, but they like make it so that they can track whoever is like clicking on the download link and whatnot. And so they're Mm -hmm. able to do that sort of thing. So I imagine that that, I don't know how, like when that started happening, but I know it's been, you, you've seen a lot more of that sort of thing within the last couple of years, especially with uh, people being arrested for things that have been happening on the internet. But I know that that sort of thing has been has been developing more over the past couple of years, but internet crimes are just a whole new ball game. Um, so it, it's probably hard to track down the people who are making these and then also like posting them to the internet. But um, did you ever watch the Netflix uh, thing? Don't fuck with cats. Uh oh, because I heard they killed cats. I can't do that. Yeah, like I just I animal well, cruelty is something that, I can't do. That's what he started with, um, and then he moved on to people, and so like they eventually like tracked him down. Um, but it was just 
freaking crazy. Um, so like he was posting snuff films and like it started out with like kittens Cats. and then started to build oh, up. I can't do this. I know, yeah, you don't you don't have to watch it, but it was like it started out with that and then like like people were clicking on to like t- I don't know. We have this weird thing. That's That's the thing. It's like we have this weird thing in society where people will watch these videos and like they're outraged and they're like commenting in there being like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and they're like showing their disapproval. But like you're still watching it. You're still giving him the them the attention that they wanted. And that's the whole reason why they posted. So it's like, I don't know. It's this weird thing that we as humans do. Um but yeah, the, people were doing that with like the kitten videos. And then like th- when it's shifted to a person at first, people were like, wait, is this like actually happening? You know? And then like, yeah, <laughs> they found um, a student's body. Like he had been chopped up and like put in suitcases outside the apartment complex or something like that. And so that kind of like started the whole investigation down that route. But anyway, that's that's what it made me think of is just like it's 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 getting to the point where people are able to like be tracked down over the internet so hopefully that genre will disappear at some point so that was the case of kim wall and um like brit said there's not a whole lot of information out there but i will definitely take a look at this documentary and if you guys do too we might um, do like a second episode after mm, yeah like a part two with some more information or we can like do a live or something where or like a live chat or something like that where we like chit chat with you guys who have watched it and want to you know discuss more about the case because that that could be fun but to be determined yeah Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't want to like say for sure something is going to happen and then we don't do it because I am overwhelmed by life. So <laughs> um, felt that in my soul. So we're going to go ahead and recap our time in Dallas real quick. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Our next partner has a product I use pretty much every day. I started taking AG1 because I hated taking a bunch of pills in the mornings and wanted more energy throughout my day. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It's got kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Pretty much all the things. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in when you work from home like me and don't get out too much. It can also help support mental clarity and alertness, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're super excited to share our newest collaboration with you all. Violet and Suds is a neurodivergent and LGBTQ-owned small business that started in October of 2012. They create all kinds of products with various themes from bath and soap products, candles, stickers and stationery, and jewelry and accessories. All products are carefully handcrafted and recipes are hypoallergenic, vegan, cruelty-free, and all-natural. 10% of their monthly profit is donated to the Tiny Paws Kitten Shelter, so you can look forward to your self-care routine and know your money is going to a good cause. You can use our exclusive code WICKED20 to get a discount of 20% off your whole order. Again, that code is WICKED20. So head on over to violetandsuds.com and use that code at checkout. We'll see you there. 
So I got to Dallas, and (laughs) it's a lot. Yeah. It's like Atlanta traffic on steroids. Yeah. They got in closer to the weekend, and then I, like, came in. I think we got in on Wednesday, and we got in on Thursday. Yeah. So I got in on Wednesday, and, like, it was a little bad, but not, like, terrible when I did. But for them, they were getting in on Thursday, so it was a lot closer to the weekend, and people being it was okay nuts. it was fine yeah I, I don't really like big cities i've come to learn and i think it's because people don't know how to drive and i apologize <laughs> if you're from dallas but i wasn't impressed with the driving <laughs> skills there um i'm not saying i am any better mm-hmm. but atlanta traffic mm-hmm. just doesn't know how to drive you guys go too fast and you don't know how to drive yeah. i can't keep up my anxiety won't let me valid i it's funny because like that our hotel was like in the middle of the interstate so the hotel was like it was a really really nice hotel but it was literally right in the middle of like north dallas where um and it was also where the convention like the actual festival was being held so like it it was convenient for that but (laughs) like trying to get anywhere i i was like overwhelmed because there was just so many cars and so many lanes I'm like you had to cross. We went to In and Out. Yeah, because there was an In and Out like across the highway right there, and so we went there twice because <laughs> we were like, "Well, we, okay. we don't feel like making the decisions second, for dinner." <laughs> the second night, I was like, "Well, we were gonna go to this. I think we were gonna go get pizza, but the pizza place was closed or something. Yeah, and then I, or the mix. We were gonna go get somewhere. It was, and it it was, was closed, either pizza was like, or Mexican. I, I know we talked about both." <sighs> But it was the night at the VMAs. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I am tired. But then I got back and Taylor Swift announced a new album. And I was like, hell and yeah. Then she, and then she was hype. So I was so hype. <laughs> but yeah, we went to In-N-Out twice. And we, well, we don't have an in We don't have an In-N-Out here. And we also don't have a Whataburger. But I'm going to be real with you guys. I got Whataburger confused with Wahlburgers. <laughs> and I was very, very confused when it was a fast food restaurant. <laughs> she kept she kept bringing up Mark Wahlberg. I'm like, what, what, are, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, me and you and Chris were just sitting at the table. And I, I did keep bringing him up. And Chris and Brie were like, I was like what the fuck are you? Yeah. And I was like. I thought Mark Wahlberg was, like, going to be on the wall or something. Yeah, yeah. And, she, and Brie was like, this is Whataburger, yeah. not Wahlburgers. Yeah. It was, that was funny. But, um, yeah, we, we. You just had to be there. Yeah, we we ate a lot of burgers, uh, to say the least. But it was, it was just easy. It was what was, like, right there. The very first night that I was there on that Tuesday night, no, that Wednesday night, I did order room service. And let me just tell you, if you ever stay at this hotel, don't order room service because it is way too expensive for what you get. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to blast the hotel, but yeah, you, know, it's, you know, you know. Like, it was okay, but the sandwich itself was 16 bucks. Plus, they add on a $6 delivery fee to bring it up to your room, which is, like, and the point sucks. of room service. And, and 22% gratuity. Yeah, so they also add in a 22% gratuity, which they, like, have in the fine print down at the bottom of the menu. So if you don't see Who that, like, I did not, <laughs> you also add on a tip, <laughs> and then your meal ends up being 50 fucking dollars. <laughs> Um, also, we only saw two cowboy hats. I know. Dallas, you disappointed. We wanted more cowboy hats. <laughs> and they were kind of small. I was thinking they were going to be big. <laughs> like excessively big. One guy walked by. So we had a <laughs> we had a panel. All right, we, we did have a panel, but we had a table. Mm. And we sat there. And one guy was wearing it. And he made eye contact with me, stopped for like half a second, and, and then, then continued kept- to walk. And I... I, I was, it was like the funniest thing. I, it was hilarious because I was like, oh, he knew you were he knew you were gonna say something. That's why he kept walking. <laughs> I looked at Brie, I was like, oh my god, he kept walking. She's like, it's because he knew you were gonna say something about the hat. Mm-hmm. You just had that look. Um I did. I I was gonna say something about the hat. I think he just didn't want to like deal with it, which understandably I don't want to deal with myself either. So <laughs> it's the tragic tragicness of having to live with yourself, right? That, that's yeah. just like in general everybody that's like the biggest mood it's like man i have to live with myself the rest of my life <laughs> okay so essentially the way that the festival was set up was that we would set up our tables on friday night 
Um, and then we went to a mixer with the other podcast people who were at the festival. The mixer was okay. Um, the taco, like the nacho bar was delicious. Like I, it, I it had was, a fajita. It was top tier. Yeah. They also provided tortillas. So if you wanted to do like tacos or something like that, you could do that too. But it was very good food. The only issue was that it was at a sports bar and the Dallas Cowboys were playing that night. <laughs> so like we, it was very loud. It was very loud. And at one point they even like turned up the TV so that you could like, cause I guess everybody in our mixer was talking to each other. And so that somebody must've complained cause they turned up the TV, which made it so hard to hear anybody and to really socialize. But there was that. And then also just the fact that it was like, there wasn't a whole lot of space to walk around because there was like pool tables and people were playing pool and um yeah so like trying to maneuver around people like we always just kind of felt like we were in the way um and I think we were like some of the youngest people there (laughs) I was definitely the youngest person there yeah like at least at the mixer like there were some younger people who were actually like attending the festival but they weren't at the mixer but yeah, it was it was just very awkward for us. Like we did, we got to meet a couple of other podcasters, but because of the way that it was set nice. up with yeah. like um, the like just the layout and how small the space was, it was hard to like kind of walk around and talk to people and actually get like hear them to get to know them. So um, we ended up leaving after only an hour. Um, just because like it was so difficult to really like hear anybody I got my two free drinks and I didn't even drink them <laughs> well because you got shitty drinks I you did got- get shitty drinks but I was thinking the wine was gonna be good I well, don't even like wine th- then why did you get wine <laughs> I wanted to be classy <laughs> you could literally get anything and you got wine and you don't drink no, wine you you couldn't get anything. I wanted to get a Red Bull and vodka, but it was only fountain drinks and like cans. And I could have gotten the can, but the vodka wouldn't have been a fountain drink. Weird. <laughs> I got That's a- what she said. Was she? I didn't test it out. I didn't want to be. I mean, you should have tested it out because I got a rum and coke. I didn't even hear that part. <laughs> like the, that, there were restrictions. I literally just went up. Was like, can I get a rum and coke? And then I handed over the ticket. So. Oh, you got a rum and coke. <laughs> yeah, that was the only drink I got because I I don't drink very much, but I was also driving, so I didn't want to like have a Fair. lot. <laughs> so we went into the weirdest CVS. Oh my god, yeah. So like we printed out a price sheet cuz we were originally planning on like charging for our stickers until we saw that everybody else was not doing <laughs> yeah, that. I was giving them away. Um so we had- And I was like, no, I have too much anxiety to charge for them. Yeah. So we ended up um like not actually using the price list, but we went to CVS because Britt had sent it to the CVS to get printed. Oh, we got a social media list too. Yeah. So we did use that. We like printed up a thing that had our social media uh, links and stuff, whatever on there. And (laughs) I don't know. It was like, it's hard to explain. I feel like it wasn't very organized. It was like walking into a liminal space almost. Like, yeah, there were people in there, but everything just kind of felt like, off <laughs> um and then it also took forever because they said that the print was ready but it wasn't actually printed yet <laughs> so we had to wait for them to actually was print nice it. about it yeah but yeah it was just it was weird and then we ended up going to the walgreens across the street because we couldn't find like just <laughs> picture frames or candy or that bowl. wasn't 15 dollars <laughs> Oh my no! It wasn't wasn't fifty dollars. Thirty two dollars. Oh my bad. So we were gonna. And it was the same bag of candy. I like same uh, yeah. size bag of candy I got at Walgreens. Yeah. So like I was we trying to draw people to the table. Yeah, we were like, uh, don't talk to Nobody strangers except come eat our candy, um, and talk <laughs> to us. So we put like a little basket of candy on our table, but we had to go to Walgreens to like get a basket and to get the candy because we were like, this is <laughs> cheaper over here. Um. And then Saturday was when the bulk, like the majority of things happened. So Saturday, we um, mostly sat at our table during the morning. There was like this unspoken expectation that we were supposed to be at our table the whole time. Um, We also didn't get a schedule until the end of the day. Yeah. After we left. (laughs) So that that was not great. Like we could pull it up on the um, on the website, but. Some of the yeah, things got changed. Yeah. And then also some of the things got changed because there were some podcasts who uh, didn't end up coming or they like, like shifted things around. Um, like there were some tables in the gallery area that got shifted over from one spot to like closer to where we were. Um, 
So like things just kept changing. Bro, oh yeah. So there is this podcast called Bro is a Murder, and <laughs> <laughs> they got moved to in front of us. And I- literally <laughs> the whole time she would just like whisper something to herself. I'm like, what? And she's like, Bro is a murder. <laughs> like just over and over again. I'm like, oh my god. I keep thinking she's like actually saying something important, but no, it's just Bro is a murder. <laughs> well i think you went to go take a <laughs> it's so funny i'm crying um i think you went to go take a nap already well they came and introduced themselves to me, to me so, and chris i think i and i one of was the, like i think repeating. one of them came and introduced themselves when i was there but yeah um <laughs> we we ended up like so we had our live episode recording that afternoon, and then afterwards, I was like, "I'm gonna go and take a nap because I." You know, she literally left. She was, I, which I is left. fine. I would have done the tired. same thing. I was tired. I was like, "No, nope, I'm peopled out." Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, that's literally what she did, which is fine. So I was like, I think I gave it like 15 minutes, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go take a nap," and then I should go back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but Brett Summerder was so funny. Yes. I was like, "This is hilarious to me." Yes. So shout out to them. They're <laughs> another like true crime podcast that does like comedy stuff so go check them out um, well, i think they also focused on um people of color yeah like yes. victims of people of, of color yeah so they they definitely you know I mean? yeah so they focus also like on cases that aren't talked about as much so that's that's definitely good as well so like similar vibes but they are probably a lot funnier than we are but we're we're pretty funny so it's hard to beat um oh we're hilarious yeah but there's more of them so like they probably have like more banter going on they you know like I mean? probably rotate yeah um and then we um we met another podcast which is a weird mythic podcast they shouted us out on their podcast so we're doing the same um we had a lot of fun because she they invited us to korean barbecue um and so we we she, ended up like going. was talking to brie like early that morning <laughs> she was t- yeah, Brit and, Brit and Chris were, like, kind of walking around and, like, checking things out, and I was at the table. And so Serena came over and, like, introduced herself, and, like, we were talking. And then um, at one point she, like, was like, hey, we were planning to go to uh, – or she asked me, like, what our dinner plans were, and I said we hadn't really thought about it. Like, we we haven't thought that far ahead. Like, we were trying to just figure out what we were doing for lunch because we found out we yeah. had to – I'll, I'll mention this later but um we had to run some errands during our lunch break anyway so we we're just trying to figure that out at that point but she invited us to korean barbecue because they were planning to go later that night and Britt walks in she's like <laughs> entering the conversation with like maybe like two seconds of context and she's like yeah we're, we're going <laughs> like she had no idea what we were talking about she's like yeah we're going <laughs> Well, I wanted to make friends. Well, it's understandable. And so, like, I, you know, me, I'm I'm the introvert. We always say that. I'm the introvert. I don't generally like hanging out with people because I get people that That's why easily. this works. So, She's the introvert and I'm the extrovert. But I was, I had already accepted the invitation before Britain. So <laughs> I, would, I would just like to point that out. I, I'm proud of myself for that one. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> so, she just busts out laughing. I was like, what? Because you literally just walked in. You had no idea what we were talking about you're like yeah um so yeah after after we did our live recording um which was a bit of a hot mess in the sense that like so before we went um i emailed somebody who is part of like the organization team and asked if we needed to bring equipment and they gave like some sort of like explanation but the gist of the answer was no so I did not bring any recording equipment because I was under the impression that they were like going to provide some for us and we would be able to kind of just, you know, get in there, do our thing and then leave and we wouldn't have to do worry about any of that. So that was not the case. So the podcast right next to us was the uh, Housewives of True Crime, I believe. So they did their episode. Yeah, yeah they did their episode that morning. And so when they came back, we kind of asked them like how it went and you know, we were trying to get to know them a little bit cuz they theirs was like first thing in the morning so we hadn't even gotten a chance to meet them before they did theirs um and so they warned us that there was like no equipment in there and so (laughs) over our lunch break we left to grab lunch and then we i had also placed an order for like two usb mics from best buy so that we'd at least have something um and then we promptly returned them after the festival because that was a hundred dollars i did not want to actually spend on anything um but 
Yeah. Uh, our podcast recording went really well. Serena and uh, Naomi from Weird Mythic came to our recording as well as I believe it was, it, so nice. I believe it was Michael was was the was the girl who came to the recording. Um, she had these really neat. Um, they were like knife butcher earrings. knife earrings. So it, Michael, if you're listening, thank you so much for coming to our, our recording. And I you're hope that I did not I did not like mess up your name. I, I apologize. I'm very bad with names. I. <laughs> We were doing – it's our first live show. It was only three people. Okay, guys. Yes. Um, plus but, one person online. But We're so famous. Can you tell? <laughs> but <laughs> considering that a lot of other podcasts who did do their recording, they didn't have anybody sitting in. Like, that was still really cool for us that they, like, came to sit in and, and have fun I with didn't us, make I Yeah. I didn't make eye contact with anybody. <laughs> I, I stared at myself in the camera the whole time. Meanwhile, I was trying to make contact with or eye contact with people so that they didn't feel like they were being excluded. <sighs> Come on, Britt. Why are you acting more like an introvert than I was that weekend? <laughs> because I was some, the one time, the only other, well, I've been on time, stage multiple times, but the one time I had to talk to people, I fucked it up really bad. Don't want to do it again. Well, Okay, that's fair. I did theater in high school, so that's that's my thing. Okay, you did theater in high school? Yeah, briefly. I was usually behind the scenes. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was it was it was more my sister's thing than mine, so we're not going to get into it very much. But um, there. Yeah. So we did Korean barbecue for dinner that night, and having dinner with them was great. The experience at that particular restaurant was not as great. Um, they, I think it's. The particular restaurant, like yeah. I think Korean barbecue is probably really good. However, I think this that particular restaurant that was not good. Yeah, because Serena said that this was not like the typical experience. Because like our our waitress lady came up and like put our stuff on, like our meat and stuff onto the the grill in front of us, and was like cooking but, like, it all for together. us. Yeah, so like she kind of just piled it all on top. Like she took our plates she and was... just slid everything off onto the thing. And it's like, and oh. I say this has been a server before, but she was definitely trying to get us out of there as quick as yeah. she could yeah it's because like at the end at like nine something she even though the restaurant <laughs> yeah even though the restaurant didn't close for like another hour or something she like made an announcement like talking about how like they were closing so to like get out basically <laughs> um whatever, even though there's a there was another another pair like people people at a table Family. further down from us who were like literally that just starting done. to yeah. eat so anyway um so yeah, the restaurant experience wasn't great, but getting to know them more was great. They have like a similar dynamic to us. Um, Serena was saying that she's more like Brittany, where she's like cracking jokes, you know, back and forth, and that Naomi's like the the more like research heavy one, like me. And so it's like, yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was just really fun getting to know them. And so we are actually going to be doing a collaboration episode, potentially two, with them, where one will be on our podcast and then the other will be on their podcast. We're still figuring out details, but that's going to be next month. I would like to describe me and Serena as the comedic relief in a horror movie <laughs> that makes it all the way to the end and you don't know how or why, but they're still alive when the credits roll. And yeah. that is the, the most accurate representation of myself I, I can give. I can see that. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Don't know how I got there, but uh, here I am. I would absolutely die towards the beginning because I don't want to... I don't want to run. <laughs> oh, you would definitely, you would at least make it till after. I would hide. The hour mark. I would hide. But then if he like tried to find me or like he, oh, he came Bri, and found I me. I feel like. No, I, <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, RIP. So unbothered. Yeah. If he came to kill you, you would be so unbothered. Brie would be like, yeah, fucking kill me. I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, That's all right. Because <laughs> it's kind of like a game of hide, see- hide and seek. You know, you- you're just kind of like, all right, well, you found me. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Take your prize, which is my life. What do you want? <laughs> you want my heart? <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's that's who I would be in a horror movie. But, yeah, so getting to know them was really great. So we're going to do that collab episode. Um, and then Sunday, there was, like, a couple of things, but it was only, like, 9 to noon. Um, we well, had our panel. the free food. Yeah. So they had a green room <laughs> on Saturday for the podcasters that's and whatnot. So um, but they did not do any of that on Sunday, um, which was not great because, like, breakfast at the hotel wasn't free. So a lot of us didn't eat. I brought down, like, a protein bar, but... <laughs> 
Brit was not a she fan. She bought me one. I did. I did eat it, but I was very... I mean, it's a protein, protein bar, so like keep your expectations low. But I think you were expecting it to be like more like a candy bar because you said you thought it would mm-hmm. be sweeter. Because it was chocolate peanut butter, so like I get that. But it's still a protein bar. Because <laughs> um, like before I left, I went to, to, to Kroger and I just bought a bunch of like snacks and stuff because I was like fuck if I'm going out all the time to eat food, you know, (laughs) like I'm just going to stay in my hotel room. Uh, Anyway, so Sunday was great. We had a panel at like nine something in the morning. I was exhausted. 9.15. Yes, 9.15 with Robin from The Trail Went Cold. Um, He shared his his trailer for the YouTube channel that he tried to start before he did his (laughs) podcast. Oh, that stash. And then, <laughs> and then he was like, he, so he's like um, an Unsolved Mysteries guy. Like, that's what his podcast yeah. is based off. And he so, goes, like, the show Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. And he was like, how long have you been a fan of Unsolved Mysteries? And I was like, Robin, I've been brought here on a lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was emailing, it wasn't capitalized. So I thought it meant like unsolved mysteries, as in like mysteries that have not been solved. To and be fair. I don't like those either. Yeah, I was about to say I, that was still a lie, but <laughs> I really don't I really wanted to be on a panel. I wanted to be famous. Um, <laughs> and then I, I found out that it was actually a show, but I was too far in. Yeah, she messages me and she's like, I think unsolved mysteries is a show. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> To be fair, it was way before my time. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only one that I have actually watched is the like newer ones that they did on Netflix recently. So yeah, doing that panel was great. Um we had we had some fun. I think overall the festival has great potential. Um we won't be going next year just because it's a little too expensive for us. Um like the hotel itself is over a hundred dollars a night and we're not making enough money from the podcast yet to be uh, justifying that spending, but um, maybe sometime in the future we will be going again to the True Crime Podcast Festival. And um, it was really nice to get to meet some other podcasters in the same genre and getting to know them. And I hope that next time we'll be able to do a little bit more mingling. Um, we might be doing some sort of retreat. They just sent out an email today about a retreat type situation for podcasters in uh myrtle beach south carolina so that should be fun which is very close to me yes well not very close it's like five hours but which is hilarious because it's also five hours for me so i'm like how does is that it? work you're it literally well, in the actually, same it's state. four hours okay so well you're... you can get to the front uh front and back of south carolina and went like in four hours in yeah. one day well eight hours i guess but it all in one day okay yeah. so that's funny that it's yeah, it's oh the sa- it's basically the same like same time difference. I've only us. been to Myrtle Beach like three times in my life, mm-hmm. but it's like an actual like you have to like plan. Yeah, when I lived in Florida, we could just it was like ten minutes down the road, so we yeah. just went for the day and came back. Valid, but yeah, we might be doing that. They just sent out like the preliminary Literally. information, so we'll see. But it's like we're going to be doing like workshops it's specifically like for podcasters. So that's workshops. Uh, just like learning how to do like podcast specific things, like I don't know, like monetization and things along those lines. So we'll be oh, okay. learning, well, but if also just how to get rich. <laughs> so we'll be learning, but then we'll also be in Myrtle Beach with some other people, and so hopefully we'll get a chance to meet some more of the people who we didn't have a chance to really talk to too much with this mm-hmm. festival. Um, but there were a lot of great people who were on the lineup. Um, Santa, maybe a criminal chicks. is one. Paranormal chicks, um, defense diaries. He came up and talked oh, to us, um, and he's live he's laugh larceny. Yes, live laugh larceny. The, um, oh, the defense guy, diaries guy <laughs> was so funny because we like we follow. Apparently, we follow all these people on Instagram. That's me. I yeah. just follow everybody. She really does. Um, well, it's you know nice. Yeah. Anyways. He comes up and he goes, "How's it fucking going?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he we like we curse, so like that's not a that's not a bad thing. But it was just, just we were so shocked. <laughs> yeah, we were so shocked just so because funny. it was like right off the bat. But yeah, the shit's cool. But yeah. he was so funny. Yeah, I so. I want to get him on the podcast so bad. Yeah, he he, he so did give funny. us his information, so we'll probably try to do some sort of um, collab with him as well. Um, Live Laugh Larceny used to be seriously sinister. Um, I believe in our very first episode, we had like a 
promo for them. So just in case you were looking for Seriously Sinister and you can't find them, they are now Live, Laugh, Larceny. Um, and then, yeah, The Trail Went Cold. So like there, there were so many podcasts there. It's hard to really like name everybody, but I'm really glad that we did go. It was a good experience. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. hoping that again in the future, some of the things that weren't so great will be fixed so that we can go and enjoy it and get to know more people as well. So that was our and the green room last all weekend. <laughs> yes, all weekend. Day. Not just the one day. <laughs> they took forever to get rid of the breakfast. And I was like, I don't want any more muffins. <laughs> I don't even think you did you even eat a muffin? I ate some of it, but they were all fruit based. Yeah. And I only like chocolate chips in my muffins. Gotcha. So because I know you I gave me your muffin gave you at the it, beginning gave you it. <laughs> and then I tried to eat the yogurt and I got all the fruit off of it and I didn't like it. So I gave it to you. <laughs> I figured because I was like, why is she giving me this random yogurt? So <laughs> I was like, do you want this? Um, and then after you went and took a nap, they had carrots and ranch. So I did eat that. Well, at least there's, and there's they had some full size candy bars <laughs> and Red Bulls that I know that you you mm, indulged I, in. I, I I'm gonna be real with y'all. I took like ten. <laughs> And I put them in my book bag. They were free. I paid for it. It was included in my ticket. You're right. But that was our our trip to Dallas. So maybe sometime again in the future, not in 2023, but they have announced that it's going to be in Austin, Texas at the end of August next year. So if you guys are looking to potentially go without us being there, go check it out. The website is truecrimepodcastfestival.com. So I went yeah. to Bucky's for the first time. I just wanted that. <laughs> so you you found a Bucky's? I did because apparently it originated in Dallas. I didn't know that. So we stopped okay. with like the I guess the original one, uh-huh. or at least one of them. Yeah, <gasps> it's so big, and they I have know. cookie dough. Like Dude. you can buy it, and it's in like little pieces. And I bought that. I bought that, and I bought a shirt that says it has a dog and a cowboy hat. And it says <laughs> Texas. It's very cute. Nice. Um, yeah, Chris cause... brought a bought a brisket sandwich. It was good. Good idea. Yeah. When I was driving down, because um, like I knew about Bucky's and I thought it was just a Texas thing, but I was coming through Tennessee and I, I kept seeing signs. If you've ever driven down built- I-95, you've seen those signs for south of the border for like 12 million hours. It was essentially like mm-hmm. that, except for Bucky's. So <laughs> I stopped there to get gas and to use a bathroom. And I was like, this place is like Walmart on steroids. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But they just built one in like Florence, which is like three hours for me. It's our two hours because it's like halfway to the beach. Yeah. Which is why they, they, they built it right there. Yeah, that makes sense. Smart, but yeah, we have we have now experienced Bucky's, which is cultural thing. I, I guess I told Chris um, Labor Day weekend. I was like, we should just go to Bucky's. Valid, <laughs> but it's too far away. Understandable. Well, that we was shot the shit for a while. I apologize. Well, we said that it was going to be the latter half of the episode. So if you didn't want to <laughs> listen, you didn't have to, but. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook at Shockingly Wicked Podcast. We're on Instagram at Shockingly Wicked Podcast. We're on Twitter at Wicked Podcast One. And we are on TikTok at Shockingly Wicked. You can also find us on Patreon at Shockingly Wicked Podcast, where we have three separate tiers. But you get a free sticker pack when you join. We did just get some we new just got sticker signs, and they're very, very cool. I'm yeah. very excited. Um, so if you sign up, then you get those stickers for free. Otherwise, you can get those stickers, but you got to purchase on our them. website. So we have our website at Shockingly Wicked or shockinglywickedpodcast.com. And we have our merch store linked on there, which is live now. You can go to merch.shockinglywicked.com and you can get yourselves a t-shirt. We had originally set it up on Represent and then I decided to switch gears a little bit because if you go to our merch store, you will see that we also have things like uh, tumblers, um, wine glass tumbler type things as well. Um, I think we've got flip flops. Uh, <laughs> we've we got flip flops. Yeah, we, we've got. Well, I guess there's sandals, not technically flip flops, but whatever. Uh, we've we've got a coffee, like we've got a coffee mug, um, and you can get our logo coffee sticker mug. on there. But the cheapest that it comes like 
in order for them to make money, I guess the cheapest price is like five bucks. But oh, that's not that bad. You can get some stickers as well, um, and just like stickers. drinkware. They have a crop hoodie, which is very cute. I would not get one because I don't like doing crop top stuff yet. But Me you can either. do you can do like hoodie, long sleeve shirts, sweaters, um, tank tops. You know, like. There's even some baby apparel, so you can get a onesie if you're like in, your baby. if you're in the market. Um, there's also a like toddler si- size shirt, I think. Um, there's water bottle. Like, just go check it out. See if anything tickles your fancy. We try to keep everything relatively reasonably priced so that you guys can get merch and then also still support us and you know just whatever you can uh, purchase. Then just go ahead and do it you can also get socks we have a jigsaw puzzle socks. like there's literally so many things you can get a notebook with our logo They're stuff great on it. christmas presents yes so christmas Christ- is coming up yeah you've got you've got all the gift giving holidays coming up so um there's also a backpack a bucket hat like come on man there's there's something on there for everybody so go check it out and we look forward to seeing you all in your shockingly wicked podcast merch so you can send us case suggestions through our website on the contact form or at shockingmewickedpodcast at gmail.com. And that is everything. So thank you again, guys, so much for listening. We will see you next week. And hopefully I will be better. Bye. Bye.